And welcome to the Daily Gator Daily Thought. If you're left, you just are not in any way right. With me, Doug Hagen of the Daily Gator blog. DailyGator.net. Bookmark it, people. Make it your first stop every day. Yes, before the other blogs, a lot of great blogs. Yes, before all that, even before the porn stuff you freaks look at, okay? I know what the internet's for. I've heard rumors. And some of you folks, you got to keep an eye on you. I'm just saying. Uh, my friends, what I want to talk about today is one thing, one thing only. There's a piece up at the other McCain, one of my favorite blogs. And it is powerful and, and it needs to be absorbed. This is, well, what he does is lays Marxism bare. Imagine next naked Marxists. I know what you're thinking. God, have these people ever heard of shaving cream or a damn razor? Seriously. I know, but we need to understand what Marxism is. And by Marxism, I include Stalinism, Leninism, Castroism, Chavezism, Maoism, thisism, thatism, socialism, communism, whatever. It's all evil. It's all left-wing nuttery. And it all enslaves people and takes everything from them. Uh, I guess they could keep their dignity if they can. Otherwise, everything else is taken. Everything. And we must not forget it. Robert Stacy McCain wrote this. Uh, was just up at his blog this morning. I linked it at the Daily Gator Road uh, and, and posted a little bit of it. But the title is so perfect. Title is Propaganda misinformation, and other lessons from communist history. And it starts with a quote from Ludwig von Mises from 1922. Uh, Google him, Bing him, do whatever you can to find out about him, important person in history. He said of Marxism, and listen closely, Marxism criticizes the achievements of all those who think otherwise by representing them as the venal servants of the bourgeoisie, the evil rich people. They, in other words, they don't worry about the message. They don't worry about the particulars. They go after the messenger and seek to completely execute their character to such a degree that everyone else will look at this person who said these things or stands for these things and they'll reject them. That's the communist strategy. Uh, it begins at the beginning with two guys named Marx and Engels. Here you go from the same quote by uh, Ludwig von Mises. Marx and Engels never tried to refute their opponents with argument. They insulted, ridiculed, derided, slandered, and traduced them. And in the use of these methods, their followers are not less expert. Their polemic is directed never against the argument of the opponent, but always against his person. It's a powerful quote, and if you if you watch, you listen to talk radio, talk news shows, and you have where people are debating each other, or where Democrats are commenting on Republican ideals, Republican laws, Republican legislation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, what do they do to the Republicans? And the more conservative they are, the harsher they are to them. They insult them, they ridicule them. 
They deride them, slander them. They attempt to assassinate their character. They don't talk specifics. They don't talk issues. They have slogans and then they attack their opponents. That's the way they've always worked. When I was 11, I got a book named uh, Democracy versus Communism. I've been looking for a copy to, to at least be able to give you the, uh, the author. I can't find one, but I was 11. I was given this book by my parents, and I read it. And it's supposed to be college-level reading, but it was no problem for me at 11. Uh, probably wouldn't be a problem for a lot of people if they were just, just would read it. And I came across with a distinct hatred for communism and communists. Uh, Lenin, Stalin, uh, those people, I loathed them as I read this book. Because it, it centralizes on, or centers on, I should say, the Soviet Union. And the things they did after the Bolsheviks had won the revolution. And they had this glorious thing called communism. And the steps they took against the people that they were supposed to be empowering. The message was empowerment. The reality was slavery to the state. And even then, even if you were a good slave to the state, you were still just a piece of flesh they could uh, do away with in any second. They took the guns first. The Soviets did. Then they decided all the, all the land, the properties, the farms, everything belonged to the people. So they had to take land from people who actually owned it, maybe for generations, who made their living off of it, farmers, etc., etc. And they had to take the land from them. And what could the people do? Because they no longer had guns. There was no skin in the game for the, for the government thugs they sent to take the land. So those who did resist, their land was taken anyway. Families, they were separated, taken into custody, sent oftentimes to separate death camps. I call them death camps, concentration camps, labor camps, re-education camps, whatever you want to call them. Gulags was the word that most people used for the Stalinist era. And they were worked to death, horrible living conditions, horrible treatment. Everything, every last thing, every last shred of anything worthwhile or rewarding or redeeming for these people was taken. Who took it? I may say some strong words. I'm just going to warn you right up front. I was tempted there. I'm not going to do it, though. Communists took it. Stalinists. Leninists. Bolsheviks, people who swore out of one side of their mouth power to the people, swore that from each according to his ability, to each according to their need. No, from each, everything, and to each, whatever the ruling class, the communist bastards, chose to give you. And how'd they build the revolution, the Bolshevik revolution? A lot of propaganda. Let's get back to this piece. The other McCain writes, everything you need to know about the motives and methods of the 21st century left can be learned from studying 20th century communism. I've said that so many times on my blog in, in different ways. I imagine people are sick of hearing it from, oh God, there he goes again. Hey, the truth needs to be preached, baby. 
You need to get some light on it. In the shadows, it does no one any good. What Mises uh, said about Marx and Engels and the ad hominem quality of their rhetoric, slander, insults, rather than actual arguments, was even more true of Lenin, Trotsky, Stalin, et al., Having once seized power, the Bolsheviks immediately proceeded to, to suppress all potential rivals. All for one and one for all till we get power, then we're going to slit your damn throat. Or throw you in a gulag. Because it wasn't about a glorious revolution for the power to the people, anything like that. It wasn't about human rights. It was for power by certain individuals, certain lunatics. Having once seized power, let me say to you, the Bolsheviks immediately proceeded to suppress all potential rivals. That's powerful. It needed to be repeated. Because some people don't get it yet. They really, they've never studied communism. They never studied world history. They never studied anything, apparently. And they can't see these similarities in communists and leftists in this country. And I got bad news for you. All you people saying out, out there you you vote for common sense Democrats, you're going to find a herd of Sasquatch riding uh, in black helicopters with tinfoil on their heads. You're going to find more than they're going to find good Democrats anymore. Democrats are no more. There was a time, John F. Kennedy today, he would be nowhere near the Democratic Party. Now, Lyndon Baines Johnson might have been. Lyndon Baines Johnson, who my grandfather, who was a Democrat when I was growing up, uh, once called that crooked son of a bitch. In fact, he always referred to LBJ as that crooked son of a bitch. Now, he was a fan of Kennedy, but he was no liberal. He was a very conservative person. Common sense. Those Democrats are gone. Anybody who's still in the Democratic Party you need to leave. You need to switch. You need to say bye-bye because people need to see exactly what the Democrats are because some people, for some reason, are foolish enough to buy the same propaganda. Pie-in-the-sky promises. Pie, it's all for the common man, the, the greater good, the common welfare. Excuse me, but bullshit. It's about empowering a few. And whatever happens to the people after these few gain enough power, well, you they can't stop you from praying. And you better do that. In fact, you better start doing that now. Uh, within a month of the victory by the Bolsheviks, they established the, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Cheka, C-H-E-K-A which was a predecessor of the NKVD and later the KGB and appointed Felix Jerzinski as its leader. He was kind of their propaganda guru, if you will. Might be a good word for him, good title for him. Eight months later, the Red Terror began in earnest. When's the last time you heard of the Red Terror? You hear all types of things about the horrific thing the evil bastard Nazis did. Evil. And they're just as evil as communists. Hitler, Stalin, two evil bastards. May they all perpetually burn in hell, frankly. 
Uh, but the Red Terror you never hear about. One of the most horrific times in modern history was under the Red Terror. It began in earnest, and within a matter of weeks, the Bolsheviks had summarily executed more victims than were sentenced to death in the entire preceding century by the czarist regime. Remember, they, in Russia, they had the czars, and they rebelled because people weren't getting treated fairly uh, by the czars. So they had to go, and you saw what they got in place. Lenin had a habit of sending telegrams urging more executions. Round up a hundred kulaks and hang them in public to make an example of these people. A hundred of these people. Just hang them. Just grab them and hang them. What a humanitarian. What a wonderful thing. For you idiots who still say communism just ain't been done right. You are dumber than a screen door in a submarine. As my dearly departed father would have said. And such state-sponsored mass murder was committed without any semblance of justice. Show trials? There weren't even show trials. It was a screw you, you're going to hang. Because communism. Just round up some quote, class enemies and kill them for the sake of intimidating the survivors. The Bolshevik regime was baptized in the blood of innocence. While the with the executions averaging, listen closely, Average number of executions averaging 500 a week. That's, uh, what, 72 every day, roughly? For four years, four years, 208 weeks of killing 500 people every week. You care to do the math on that? Go ahead and do it when you're done listening to me. And don't give me this communism just ain't been done right horse hockey. Uh, that began in 1918, ended in 1922, after the German socialist Karl Kalski published a pamphlet criticizing the unprecedented and systemic, or systematic rather, brutality of the Bolsheviks, Trotsky replied with a polemic, communism and terrorism, in, uh, in parentheses, anti-Kalski, justifying the Red Terror as a necessity Here's a quote. Intimidation is a powerful weapon of policy, both internationally and internally. War, like revolution, is founded upon intimidation. A victorious war, generally speaking, destroys only an insignificant part of the conquered army, intimidating the remainder and breaking their will. The revolution works in the same way. It kills individuals and intimidates thousands. That's what communism is. That's the goal. Intimidate. Put them under your thumb. Complete control. And yeah, they've got to, I guess you would say, break a few eggs to get that omelet made. But they'll break a whole damn store full of eggs and kill whatever it takes. Now that was published in 1920, the other McCain writes, about midway through the Red Terror, and certainly Trotsky at that time could not have believed that the deadly instruments of revolutionary terrorism would one, be, one day be turned against who? Who do you think he's talking about? Trotsky would have never imagined that the wheels he was, these wheels of horror and terror 
that were running people over, grinding them into nothingness. He never, he never dreamed those wheels would be turned on him one day. And not too long after this either. So Trotsky could not have believed, McCain writes, that the deadly instruments of revolutionary terrorism would one day be turned against him as he was finally murdered by one of Stalin's agents. Of course, you've seen the picture maybe. A famous picture of some of the revolutionary leaders. And there's Trotsky right beside Stalin, I believe. And then that picture was uh, uh, politically corrected. Maybe it was, uh, maybe they contextualized it. But there was no longer Trotsky in the picture. The first edit didn't go that well. His shoes were still there, but nothing else. And eventually there was no Trotsky. There were other leaders with Stalin that disappeared and soon disappeared from paintings or pictures. Amazing. Amazing. Remind you of the left today and their revisionism of everything uh, regarding our history. But such is the logic of radicalism, which unable to refute its critics instead resorts to slander and which ultimately must resort to mass murders as a powerful weapon of policy. It's not a murder, folks. It's just policy. Communism works. You just have to kill enough people, I guess, right? And nothing has really changed the left's methods. Despite the collapse of the Soviet Union, American Democrats now support the arrest and incarceration of their enemies for daring to protest an election that the protesters believe to have been stolen and in a remarkable feat of rhetorical jujitsu. It is the protesters who are accused of being enemies of, quote, our democracy rather than the officials who demand such prosecutions and who advocate censorship of any criticism. If you don't believe that, read the Twitter files. Read the Twitter files, seriously. I don't care what you think of Musk. I don't care what you think of social media. Read what the people running Twitter, along with you know folks at the FBI and other government agencies, read about it. I think the sixth edition of the Twitter files just came out. All that's in there. Take some time because this is your future. You have children, grandchildren. This is even more their future. Even if you're dead and gone, you know, maybe your kids, your grandkids, maybe your great-grandkids will have to suffer if we don't stop the growth of this nasty thing called communism. The other McCain writes, we have not yet reached the point of telegrams to the secret police demanding public hangings of the kulaks, but be patient. All of that is preamble to David Strom's take on pre-bunking. Pre-bunking. Does that mean you're the first one in bed, first one in your bunk, maybe in the army or something? Uh, no, it's, uh, well, let's read what it is. The other day, I wrote a piece about how the left can't argue anymore. My thesis was pretty simple because they have owned the cultural means of production so long they have lost the need for or ability to argue things logically. Who could this be we're talking about? Who wrote this? Do you know? Have you read this before? I still believe that, they continue, having rarely been exposed to a conservative argument that they haven't been able to dismiss merely through 
repeated ridicule, the left pretty much only engages in ad hominem attacks. Huh. David Strom, pre-bunking. You can find it on hotair.com. And it's uh, very, very, very informative. Even very smart, prominent lefties seem incapable of doing much more than insulting their opponents anymore. If you watch any type of debate on the news or anywhere, you'll notice that. The left is just attack, attack, attack. There's no facts. There's no, not even an attempt to refute. Now, when I took debate in college, it was fun. And you know what? Uh, both the, the teachers all pushed us to make sure you don't attack the opponent, attack the issues, talk the issues, talk the facts, get your information, get your data. That's that's out now. We're full Bolshevik 101 right now. It all boils down to bad orange man or MAGA simps. But I ran into a slightly different perspective on the matter while cruising Twitter. And I think it deserves consideration. Sometimes, at least, the person throwing out an absurd take isn't actually hoping to convince you of anything. They are rather trying to discredit the source and do nothing more. Nothing more. The ad hominem attack is the only point to destroy the credibility of their opponent without actually convincing you of any particular argument. See, I don't have to prove I'm wrong or I'm right. Rather, I don't have to prove I'm right. I can just say, Hey, the guy arguing against me, he's a child molester. He's a, he's, uh, he doesn't tip bartenders and waitresses. He abuses animals, whatever at home and attack. There's a lot of unsolved murders where he comes from. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, I don't see any alibis. You attack the source. Then the issue goes away eventually because you so demonize the source that, well, you can figure it out. Neil McCain writes, Sick Semper Hawk. Nothing has changed in the century since Mises succinctly described the rhetorical methods of Marx and Engels. You can study the history of, quote, McCarthyism, uh, where the most prominent public enemy of communism was defamed and destroyed in order to prevent further exposure of communist infiltration. The thing that you hear never hear about McCarthyism, there were a lot of communists back then. McCarthy wasn't just some loon. But again, his name has been destroyed, so you can't even have the discussion anymore. And see where these methods have been practiced in the past. For example, uh, the example, rather, chosen by Strom, in which Caroline Orbueno, who's a PhD, by the way, falsely accuses Elon Musk of promoting QAnon uh, conspiracy theories, is typical of such methods because Musk has ended the left's control of Twitter, thus threatening their power to suppress opposition. He is an enemy who must be destroyed in any slander, no matter how implausible it may be. There you go. The claim by the left that their opponents traffic in, quote, misinformation and conspiracy theories is, as Strom says, part of their effort to destroy the credibility of their opponents, no different than Trotsky's attack on socialist 
Carl Kalski, who, because he criticized the Red Terror, was denounced as an enemy of the proletariats. He was a bad person. Those who don't know the history are doomed to repeat it. And is, and is anyone really surprised that our education system, which is, yes, my friends, controlled by Democrats, that it doesn't teach anything useful about the bloody history of communism? See, I learned because my dad bought me a book and I read it. And I remember telling my mother at a certain point as I was getting near the end of the book, uh, because I was reading it voraciously every day. And I remember telling her, if I could go back in time, I would kill Stalin. I would kill uh, Lenin, Trotsky, other communist Bolshevik leaders. Because I saw them as evil bastards, evil, evil soulists, nasty human beings that brought hell upon so many people. But of course, the stain of communism isn't just on them, is it? Ask Cubans. Ask Cubans. Ask people in Venezuela now. Ask the people of Pol Pot and the Khmer Rouge and uh, uh, the killing fields of Cambodia. I worked with a girl for about a year, I guess. Gorgeous. I had the biggest, biggest old guy crush on her. That's like when an older guy sees a woman that's just so too, way too young for him, but they admire them for their beauty and just their sense of humor. And they say, man, you know, I wish I would have met you 30 years ago. But she was Cambodian, and she told me a lot of stuff that happened there. Her family was caught up in it. And I went and did some research and tried to write about it and... You know, I've studied so many horrific things. Studying the killing fields, the the evil that was Paul Pudd and his followers. Literally, and I'm not saying this for dramatic effect, literally there were times I had to stop because I was crying like a baby. I remember there was, they had a thing, the, these evil bastards, they would photograph the people they did experiments on including, yes, little children. And then they would take the picture and put it beside the picture of the person's skull when they were done with them, in some cases. Uh, I mean, what do you call that but evil? That's what the communist record is. And these fools, it just hasn't been done right. God, if it ever gets done right, there won't be anybody left in the world. And people who stand against it, they get smeared, they get attacked in nasty ways. They get defamed. They have to worry. I, you know, Elon Musk, I worry for the guy. I'm honest. I'm not trying to be dramatic. I worry for the guy. Is he going to be around long? Is, is he going to get, uh, you know, is somebody going to take a shot at him? Because actually, I don't know his ideology from A to Z, but I know the guy's fighting for freedom of speech and fighting against communism right now. I know that. And look what they've done to him in the past. How many times did Liz Warren, Senator Super Karen, how many times did that old biatch uh, 
claim the guy paid no taxes at all. He paid billions in taxes, Liz Warren, you fake Indian. But again, she had no price to pay. And there you are, my friends. Uh, great, 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 great piece by Robert Stace McCain. God bless you, Mr. McCain, for doing that. I had to. I had to share. I just had to. Please share this with other people. Go follow the links at the Daily Gator, and share the other McCain's piece. Share this, my friends. People need to know. And I am done. God bless you. Take care, my friends. Three rules to life. Go Gators. God bless America. And yes, if you're left, you just ain't right. I will be back on Monday with another one of these. And I appreciate your patronage. And again, thank you. God bless. I'm not going to ask for money today. This ain't about money. If you want to give me some money, I'll take it. But it ain't about money. It's about having my niece, who's 13 now, not having to worry about what she's going to have to put up in 40 years or 30 years. God bless America, my friend. God bless the founders and God damn communism. Straight to hell. I'll talk to y'all later.